Hi, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza, a no longer 16-year-old girl living in Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain to you what is going on in the lives of teenagers, teenage girls, and teenage New Yorkers. So, starting off, we will discuss what I'm stressed about, which was my birthday. I turned 17 on March 22nd this year, and it was over spring break for my school anyway, which means that a lot of my friends were in places where they couldn't use their cell phones or didn't have Wi-Fi or whatever, which means that Facebook was a little weird and texts were a little weird. Um, and it's always been kind of a blessing and a curse to have my birthday over spring break because when you're in middle school, people decorate lockers for your birthday. They give you, they put you candy in there and they write cards and they decorate it and you wear a crown. But that makes it stressful because you're always worried that maybe... Maybe they're not going to do that for you. So luckily, I never had that worry because I was always not in school during that time. But it's still stressful because when you have a Facebook, the tradition is that everyone wishes you happy birthday on your timeline. Not not just your friends, people who know you, acquaintances, people who don't know you. I got a message from someone that I went to preschool with. So it's really nice, but also it's really stressful because, you know, what if someone has the same birthday as you and they get more birthday wishes or more people posted for them? I don't know. It's always kind of stressed me out, especially because the lack of internet service that some people have means that maybe they just can't. I am very talented at comparing myself to other people and analyzing it and being down on myself about that. And sometimes I read way too far into things that don't mean anything at all. And so especially for the birthdays on Facebook, it really provides a great opportunity for you to do that where you just look at it and you're like, what if... What if people don't like me? What if nobody's going to wish me happy birthday? What if, you know, nobody's going to text me or message me or blah, blah, blah. And Instagram is also a source of that, although not as obviously because you don't have a wall where you can just see the numbers of how many people said happy birthday. And it always turns out fine. I start the morning off being stressed out and kind of bummed and worried that I'm going to realize that nobody likes me and all my friends don't like me and nobody's going to wish me happy birthday. But of course, that's not what happens because people are nice. And I have a lot of Facebook friends just by virtue of going to a school where you tend to be friends with everyone on Facebook. And so even people that I don't know will message me Facebook happy birthday because that's what you do. But it's still that fear. And of course, it ends up all fine. By the end of the day, I'm not worried about it anymore. But even seeing other people's birthdays on Facebook, I get a little bit nervous almost on their behalf because you never know what if a person just doesn't have that many friends on Facebook because they don't feel like having a million Facebook friends. They only want close friends. Well, then they're not going to get as many messages just because they just don't have as many Facebook friends. And that says nothing about their personality or nothing about how much people like them, but it could still make them really down. So while I understand why Facebook encourages you to post on their timelines, I mean, it gives you a notification that says, hey, it's this person's birthday. Why don't you post something for them? It's also kind of negative if it doesn't happen in the right way. And so I don't know how to really fix that problem. But I think that even though it can be a gift and it's really great to see, wow, look, all these people want to wish me happy birthday, it's still really stressful and I think that it could do a lot of harm. So that's what was stressing me out on my birthday. Another thing that stressed me out also on my birthday, but not because it was my birthday, was physics. Because I'm not the world's best physics student. I'm not the world's best science student, as my report cards from high school and, you know, probably middle school can tell you. Science is not my forte. I'm definitely a liberal, artsy person and not a science math person. And science just really gets me. So this year I'm taking physics. And in the beginning, I was good at it because it was logical and it was puzzles and I understood and I could imagine what was going on. But at a certain point, I kind of was 
confused concepts went over my head or I thought I understood and it turns out I didn't. So yeah, physics has not been my greatest class this year, which means that over spring break, I got to do a ton of physics work while I was on vacation. I got to do like two hours a day of physics problems, which honestly was helpful. And like, I recognize that and I recognize that I learned, but that doesn't make it super fun. Although actually doing work while you're on vacation makes the vacation time seem a lot more precious and good. So maybe that is a plus. That was pretty stressful. Having a subject that you're bad at in your junior year of high school isn't ideal and I'm working on it. We've got those weekly meetings with my teacher set up and going through the textbooks and working on the problems and mixing it up and all these techniques. But it's still really nerve-wracking when you're thinking about college to have something that you're really just not great at. I mean, the rest of junior year, the rest of my classes are actually better than I expected, especially given how hectic junior year is known to be. But it is still this physics. Gotta get that right. So, you know, maybe this counts as oversharing too, because nobody really needs to know that I'm bad at physics. But I am. So now what I'm done with, which is actually pretty serious, it is the notion of political correctness being weak and unfun and humorless. Um, I feel like generally this annoyance with what seems to be mostly my generation or people a few years older than I am comes from older people, maybe baby boomer age people, like grandparent age people, maybe my grandparent age people. Or I've had teachers who feel the same way. And it seems to me like maybe the people that are trying to be, you know, whatever you want to call it, PC, although I feel like the concept of PC, that term, um, has negative connotations. Um, I feel like a lot of the time what people say is that we don't have any sense of humor anymore because we don't think racist jokes are funny and we don't tell them and we get offended too easily at sexuality jokes or at ableist jokes, gender jokes. Whatever the area is, um, I don't think it's that we don't have a sense of humor. I think it's that you're not being funny if you're making those jokes. A majority of us think that if the only way you can be funny is by telling an offensive joke, and I don't, if you're able to tell it and say, well, it's not offensive to certain people, so it's not offensive at all, or it's not offensive to me, so it's not offensive to anyone, that's a really unfunny, unpleasant way to think about things, because if that's your criteria is If some people don't find it offensive, then it's not offensive. I think if one person says it's offensive, then maybe don't tell it because they're probably speaking for a lot of people. And why would you want to offend even one person, even if they're not speaking for a lot of people? So um, I think also there's a lot of hypocrisy because a lot of what people complain about is that teenagers or young people spend so much time on the internet And a lot of what we're doing on the internet is laughing and seeing jokes. So if we're so humorless because we're not willing to make fun of people the way other people are, then where are we finding all these memes and videos and funny TV shows that we love? I think it just requires more creativity to be funny without being punching down on people. And I think that a lot of what comedians are finding now is that we just aren't going to laugh at your jokes if they're so rude. We don't want to hear it. And... Picking on people is a really easy way to get a laugh if you've got an audience that's willing to laugh at that, and I understand that, but is that the kind of humor you want to have where it's just easy, easy kills, easy offensiveness, where you don't really mind if you're hurting someone's feelings? I mean, I just feel like that's not funny, 
a show like Parks and Rec, let's say, the majority of the humor that they have is whatever, what you would call PC. And it's hilarious. It's one of the best shows out there, or it was, now it's off, but it's still great. And it's, you know, widely accepted as being hilarious and really well-written. But they don't make jokes that would have so many people being offended and upset. So I don't, I just disagree with the argument that we're weak. I think if anything, we're stronger because we're more able to find better ways of saying things and better ways of making our points than just punching down on people. And we're not really willing to accept that just because you think something is funny means everyone should find it funny. And just because you're not offended by something doesn't mean no one's offended by it. I could go on about this for a really, really long time and have, you know, I've had arguments with teachers or grandparents about this because I think it's a real divide And I know I have strong opinions, and I know not everyone agrees with them. Not even everyone in my generation. I can't speak for everyone. I can't speak for everyone in my school or all my friends. But I think it's something that's growing, where this tolerance for meanness as a substitute for cleverness isn't going to be accepted for very long. I won't talk about this anymore on this episode, but I could probably go on about it for a really long time. So if anything else comes up or you want to hear more about it, just let me know, because... I think it's really important that punching down stop being accepted as a way to get an instant laugh. So that is that for today about that subject. And so now something that I find funny, another thing that's, hey, not offending anyone as far as I know is bad lip readings on YouTube. They take videos and they read the lips but put in words that are not what's being said. So, for example, there's a video of Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars videos actually, where they put in words in the place of what the characters are saying. And it's often nonsense, but it's really funny. I find it funny. My mom finds it funny. My friends find it funny. So it's youtube.com slash bad lip reading. Not readings with an S, just reading. It's very, very funny. I would definitely recommend it. And so now the last thing, which is oversharing. I am bug bitten as all get out. I can, I have an issue where no matter where I am in Manhattan in the middle of winter, I will get bug bitten like it's bananas how bug bitten I get all the time. I went to the doctor when I was little and she was like, yeah, some people are just more prone to being bug bitten than other people. I guess that's what you are. So I take Claritin in the summer, like basically daily because otherwise I'm just an itchy, itchy monster. My parents literally picked out a sleepaway camp for me based off of whether I would be bug bitten like crazy or not when I was in fourth grade. And it's anywhere I go. It's just I get covered. I went on a backpacking trip once and when I came back, it was like it looked it looked dangerous. People were like concerned about me. We have photos and you can't even see the skin on my legs because I'm so just bug bitten. So if you have that problem, I really feel your pain and you're not you're not being nuts about it. Some people honestly have an issue where they're far more bug bitten than other people. And it is terrible, let me tell you. So that is that for this week. Come back in a week, or I hope, because who knows what we'll be into in seven days. 